ventured into the world of pen names. I yes. Yeah. And me very, very recently. So I'll be coming at it from a very newbie perspective, and you oh. can be coming at it at a more seasoned perspective. So we get to the gamut of all I, the pitfalls and successes. I guess so. I mean, I, I yes, my pen names are a little, and I use the plural, pen names <laughs> um, are, are a little... Uh, longer in the tooth than yours <laughs> so but not not by much one of them one of them had a very tentative launch because of just not knowing how to do it properly and I have I learned how to last summer you know even though I had already decided I was going to split my books up existing yeah. books. and and that's that's something that that I think maybe people don't realize is that you you don't just decide to take a pen name there's a whole sort of marketing plan that needs to go along with it and it can be a little daunting so why don't we start with with telling us what your what names you write under and if maybe they're categorized by a certain genre or something or if they're just pen names because well, you I want to I want to back up a, you know a bit back in sure. back in the day <laughs> Because you're a whippersnapper compared to... A young whippersnapper! (laughs) Back in the day, um, pen names were a requirement for certain um, publishing houses. And it was like, like, for example, if you were published by Harlequin, um, you had to have a pen name. You know, and uh, most people would choose one. Um, I was indie, basically right from the get-go, and then got picked up by a small press um, not shortly after my first book, my first novella was was going to be published. I was either going to do it myself in KDP, and then I had a small publishing house um, pick me up, and uh, they asked me, they gave me the choice, unlike Harlequin and so forth, which I should, it should have been a red flag from the very beginning that, you know, if you had, you know, Harlequin was established from like, you know, for already like, you know, 40 years. But I decided in my arrogance that I was going to publish under my own name because <laughs> I want the success with my name, mostly so I can right? go back to high school and go, everybody, neither, <laughs> neither, neither, look at me, you know. And I think maybe that's, you know, you spit in the air of karma and that's right. what happens is, you know, you don't have success for a while because karma's like, <laughs> no. So anyway, but um, last summer, 
I attended um, not only InkersCon, and I did so virtually, but I went to um, Orlando Reads Books, which um, had a couple of really interesting and informative industry days before it got into, you know, the, 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 the nitty gritty of um, readers, you know, right. interacting with readers and so forth. And I took a, a seminar by, uh, run by um, Elena Johnson, Elena Johnson and, um, she, and Bonnie Paulson. And the two of them have like multiple pen names. I think, I think Bonnie, Bonnie Paulson has like 40 pen names or something. Oh like that. my yeah. goodness. Or wow. Maybe, maybe that's exaggeration, but like 30, you know, wow. and El- Elena has uh, a few herself. And when we were talking about it, I had been mulling it over in my head because I was already starting to, int- you know, decide I was going to get into a different genre. I was going to start writing paranormal women's fiction. And I was going back and forth because I already write paranormal romance. I already, already write, you know, um, um, urban uh, urban fantasy suspense, rom- paranormal right. rom- romantic suspense. You know, they all kind of straddle those genres. So I thought, all right, well, paranormal women's fiction, it's still paranormal, you know. Why not just keep my pen name? And they said, oh, no, 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 no. It's a completely different genre. It's still under the umbrella of romance. It's still under the umbrella of paranormal. But there are different parameters. There's a different readership. You know, somebody that's got paranormal romance, you know, reads paranormal romance is expecting a character in their 20s or maybe early 30s. They're expecting sex in the books. You know, they're expecting a very quick pace. Whereas paranormal women's fiction the operative words in that sentence are women's fiction, you know, so it's a slower pace. It's the, the, the main character is, is a minimum of 40 something, you know, and there's no sex, you know, in, in the books at all. Which is ironic because women in their forties are horny as all get out. I'm yeah. just saying that doesn't make any sense that, well, these, I mean, you know, I'm just saying. You might be hitting a peak there, but in the books, no. <laughs> Anyway, you know, or you could, and it's just something that is, it's fades black or off page. Right. Doesn't, right. You know, it may happen, but it doesn't happen graphically the way it does in some paranormal romances and urban fantasies and so right. forth. Right. Anyway, so that left me with the conundrum of what the hell do I do? I had already put out my first paranormal women's fiction under Marianne Morea. And the instruction that I got was pull it, pull it. And then when you have your second book written, which is not done yet, um, yes. <laughs> operative word, yet. yes, yes, um, relaunch it, relaunch it under the, under, uh, under a pen name. So that's yeah. what I plan to do. And I also have YA books that were also published under Mary Amaray. And they're like, oh, big mistake. No, no, no. You can't have YA and books with hot sex. At the, at they the certainly the don't want to be looking at me and my genres then. So <laughs> anyway, so I. I, I, I pulled those, and since there were already three books in that series, I published them under M.A. Maria. So it's still me. I have Mary Ann Maria, I have M.A. Maria, and I will now have Mary Ann Danbury. Danbury is my maiden name. So, and I will publish under the, under that. And now, if I decide to go ahead and do another genre, I may even have another pen name. The problem is, is all the marketing and everything that goes along with it. Yes, yes. So so I guess like the pro in that case, if we were talking about sort of maybe pros and cons of pen names, a pro would be it's it's a cleaner thing for readers to discover. 
if uh, if one pen name writes only sort of one genre of material, it's either easier for readers to discover and find those books versus somebody like me who writes in about eight different genres and we're all in the same name. It makes things a little confusing for readers and for those little also bought algorithms. Yes, I'm they just going to mention that. Yeah. They don't know what to, you know, the last book I wrote might have been a, you know, sweet romance. And then the next one that I write is a suspense. Those are not things that are comparable. So did I shoot myself in the foot by not having a pen name and not sticking to one name? Uh, but probably I, I, I really need to be better about that. And that's a lesson that I've learned recently is that I really need to be doing better in that. So I've, I've only got the two names now. I've decided on two lanes instead of eight genres. I'm now down to two, romantic suspense and contemporary romance. So my suspense name will be Daniel Bannister and my contemporary romance going forward will be Danny Bannister. Because again, I can barely remember my own name, let alone something fictional. So I had to do a, a variation yeah. on on my yeah. name. So yeah, I stood I a chance to know. Well, I mean, that's something that I always wanted too, which is why I went with M.A. Maria, because Mary Ann Maria, even though my, my name is spelt with, you know, you can see behind me, yeah. it's one word. Right. But it's still Mary Ann Maria. So right. M.A. Maria for the YA stuff. Yeah. But I still wanted it to be me too. I didn't want to name, my, one of my biggest fears is that, you know, I'll be at a convention and there'll be readers and they'll be calling me by the pen name and I won't turn around because... Yeah. It's not something that I, that, that, that sounds like my name, you know, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the author Carly Phillips is a, is a very, very uh, successful contemporary romance author. And, um, that is not her real name, obviously. Yeah. Um, and she have you know, she and I lived not too far from each other. So we would meet, um, you know, once in a while for, for lunch and so forth. And she said she picked Carly. Because it, it, at least the first sound sounds much, sounds like her, her real name, which is Karen. And, um, you know, at least that way she thought she had a fighting chance of turning around if somebody called her name, you know? So, but you, I guess yeah. you get used to it after a while. You know, you're on, you know what persona you're going to be when you're at, a, at an event and so forth. And let's face it, with COVID, you know, there's not so many events anymore, although they're coming back, although they're yeah. coming back. Um, so what would you then say are, so we, we kind of, I guess we, we know why we should have the pen names. If, if you're writing in multiple genres, right? Yeah. If you're writing in multiple genres, it makes sense to have different pen names, even though it pains people to do it. it, it from a financial standpoint, it makes sense. What are some of sort of the, 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 the downsides, the pitfalls, the, 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 the things that make you want to bang your head against the desk when dealing with the marketing pen names, the, the, the reinventing the wheel, you know, the, you need to have two Facebook groups. You need to have, you know, d d dual, dual or, you know, double or triple, depending on how many pen names you have, yeah. how many, how, how much social media marketing you have to do for each one of those pen names. And even if you decide, okay, I am not going to do social media marketing, you still have to need, you still need separate newsletters that you have to send out because let's face it, having a newsletter and, and, 
you know, growing your readership organically is something that is a a foundation of what we do, Um, you know, because if social media goes away, if you have a newsletter, you still have a way of reaching your readers, you know. If Facebook goes down or Facebook decides, you know, the, 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 you know, FCC decides to come down on them and say, you're a monopoly. We are shutting you down. It's not right. like you're not going to hear a, collect, a collective scream for people right. who have strong newsletters. Right. Well, for everybody else. Right. So, but. Um, and I know that there are some authors who have some success and, and this is the, the path that I'm taking because it scares me, of taking their newsletter and trying their best to sort of separate and segment them into sort of two groups so that they they can send one, have one newsletter that sort of embodies both pen names and then through time sort of filter out, these are the ones that might be my contemporary readers. These are the ones who seem to respond most. You can do that with segmenting. Right, um, exactly. And groups and so forth, but the, you would have to you would have to boil down your newsletter subscriber list yeah. down to the people who are your um, your one clickers, your fans and your super fans, the people yeah. who are most likely. And then what you do is you poll them, and you yep. say, and you and you 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 finesse them with, you know reader magnets and and so forth and you know uh would would you like this whatever and there are going to be some people like for me if all of a sudden i decided that i wanted to come up with you know you know jane doe mcpherson you know as my new my new right. you know pen name for contemporary romance most of my readers may not read contemporary romance because all i've ever written is paranormal yeah and so having them some of them may make the leap some of them may not yeah you know yeah. So, I mean, it's, you, you can do it. You can try and, 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 um, you know, uh, finesse your newsletter so that you can segment yeah. it, but you have to be very diligent then of yeah. making sure that you're not, you don't accidentally send to your whole list. Right. right. You know, yeah. You're yeah. Or you send, the, you send to the wrong list, you right. know, if you. I think my poor my poor newsletter subscribers with those those uh, hearty bunch that I have are sort of used to being all over the place with my releases. I think they they the ones that I have now are they're on board. They're like whatever you put out, we'll follow you. But I it's one of those things that I have to be thinking about going forward is that I'm you know actively pursuing you know reader magnets and trying to get new people into this new pen name and so it's it's something that you have to think about and it's unfortunate that you have to think about it but you have to think about it and I have some titles that would fall into contemporary romance that are in my backlog but have my original name on them do I try to pull those and put, you know, so there, there's all of this you mental stuff. Yeah, you but it's, it's a, it's a whole thing that you have to do. So once a book when you're thinking out, about it, be, think about those things. Yes. Right? And once a book is out there, like I'm starting to say, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, uh, once a book is out there, it's very hard to reel it back in. I just yeah. went through that with, um, you know, Jeepers Reapers, you know, and I, I had, it was originally published into Mary Ann Murray. I, st- I still have six copies of it on my, on my shelf that I will going to keep for posterity, posterity, yeah. but it, eventually it will have, you know, the cover's redone. I just haven't, right. you know, and it's, it's now up and on it'll live Amazon on Goodreads forever. forever, forever. And the thing with Goodreads is unlike, you know, your newsletter, or unlike Amazon KDP, where you can have your pen names all in the same dashboard, 
You can't do that on Goodreads. Goodreads, you need to separate it out and have a completely different account, which is, you would think that we kind of... It's it's not it's not not user friendly at all. So yeah, you've got to log out, log back in, and it's it's a nightmare situation. So if you're if you're tackling a pen name, maybe start with one. (laughs) See if you can handle one. I don't know how somebody would handle more than than three. Is that thirty and forty? I how would you brain that? They've got to be KDP only, right? No. I don't no, know. No, I, I mean, and I have a feeling some of their pen names just, you know, once their once their their books and their series hit a cliff, they kind of just let them stick hang out there in the ether, and they concentrate on something else. I don't just know. A lot. Of I don't have. The, I just don't have the the wherewithal or the time. To and do that. and people like that probably will also have assistants that can help make sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, oh yeah. That they have you know the right things in place for sure. Um. So I, I wanted to ask you about something because I know a lot of you actually have uh, initials for author names and you, you've indicated why you have it. I have another friend of mine who was a guest host um, on this program not too long ago, RJ Keller. Um, that's not her real name, but she used uh, that because she wanted to not let it be known, it was female. obviously, that she was female because there is this stigma that female writers are not good writers. I don't know about in that. in the category that she's right. She's I was writing say, it's wider general, yeah. Genre and specific. that is a, a thing that I wanted to ask your opinion about. So mystery thriller, detective, you know, mystery thriller, that type of that type of suspense. Mm-hmm. You know, the the James Patterson type right. esque books, the right. you know, the Clancy's and that kind of stuff. Yeah, those are male dominated. So if you want to use uh, initials, you can. I I didn't think about that when I did um, M. A. Morea for my um, for my my young adult. I did it because I did I wanted to I wanted to keep the continuity because those books, the first book in that series had been published in 2012, you know, or 20 no 2013, um, and then two years later, the next book, and two years later, the book after that. So by 26, but you know, or not even, it was like a year later, whatever. So by 2016, all three books were written. And um, this, so, I mean, that's 2016. It's now 2022. I just decided to ch- change all this last summer. Yeah. So the books had been out for a while. And I didn't want people who had been, who were fans of that series to be confused. Right. So I, I still needed it to be linked in such in such a way. But the good news with that is that on Author Central, you now can just, you don't have to, you, you can, you can create the pen names very easily now and have everything linked. Yeah. To, you know, so they're, they're starting to make things a little easier, um, in, in that respect. So look, uh, it, to pen name or not to pen name, that is the question, I think. And I think it's, um, it has to do with a lot of different nuances. It has to do with, um, your own personal comfort zone and whether or not you want people to know what you're writing. You know, if you're writing seriously dirty stuff, you know, you may not want your, you know, your, your children or your husband's, you know, or husband or your, your family to know that this is what you're doing because right. it may cause problems for you, it may cause embarrassment or, or what have you. Right. With me, I didn't give a crap. 
you know, I didn't. I was just <laughs> like this, you know. I'm, <laughs> Take write, me as I am. That's I write, it. I write, I write this, like it or don't like it. You know, you yeah, and I the, think have talked about yeah. people in our families reading some of our stuff, and you're like, uh, they want to discuss it. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and there's something, there's an argument that you could make, too, that if, you know, you do write in multiple genres and you do are maybe writing some very sexy stuff, but you're also writing clean young adult, there could be some readers who are looking for work by you and they stumble across and that on either, on either end, they could be like, wait, that's not spicy stuff or wait, that's spicy stuff. You know, it, it could be the way. And I'm, I'm curious if you had brought up we were talking about initials. I was wondering, do you think the the opposite is true for the, the romance genre, for males who might write in the romance genre? Do you think they might be tempted to initial their names as well for fear that romance readers might think, oh, he's a guy, what can he know about romance? Right. I don't know about that. I, I think maybe yes. Um, I think it really depends if you're, you know, like if you're a guy and you're writing romance, but you're writing gay romance, you might want to have a, your, a male That's name, true. yeah, you yeah. know, but if you're just a, a regular guy writing romance and you, you know, you, you're, you're writing from a female's point of view, you may want to do the initials so that right. people don't prejudice themselves against right. you before they even crack the spine. Right. You know, it's, right. you know, you, you know, you, before they even open and read the, you know, first paragraph of, of, of chapter one, you don't yeah. want somebody, you know, to be prejudiced against what you're doing and what you're writing simply by, by virtue of your, the name that's across the bottom or the top of your right. book. I mean, there are so, there are so few male names in romance that, that I can even think of so that it makes me wonder if there, there has to be some men writing under the pen name of initials for that purpose. Just, I'm sure there are. Just, I don't know any. Um, yeah. Actually, just an interesting yeah. thing that bumped into my head while we I, were I, talking. Off the top of my head, I don't know anybody. I'm sure no. there are, and I'm sure I've met them on Clubhouse, yeah. and I'm sure right. I probably chatted with them on Clubhouse, but off the top of my head, I don't know. So. Right. For, for clarity's sake, um, for those who might be listening and maybe are not very familiar with sort of the writing world, um, sometimes I see... Um, these two terms used together, and I think maybe people don't realize that there's a, a very big difference in the terms of pen using a pen name and having a ghost writer. Mm. I think sometimes people think those are the, the, the same thing. Do you want to clarify to people if they don't yes, quite know the difference? difference. A yeah. ghost writer is somebody that you hire to write for you, and then you slap your own name on it. Right. Um, it's real uh, or pet. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it is a well, um, entrenched practice in, mm -hmm. in, in the book world. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, a lot of authors that you big might name read. Authors, yeah. Big name authors. You're reading the books and you that you absolutely love. And the person whose name is on it may not be the actual person who wrote that book. They may have critiqued it. They may have given the ghostwriter the bare bones of the story. Yeah. They might've given them an outline right. or, or synopsis. In, in a situation where I did ghostwriting at one point, um, I spoke with the author for maybe about an hour to get a feel for the story it was like part of series, so I kind of knew the the flow, the ebb and flow of the story, and 
one of the characters that she wanted in the story because it was a character, you know, it, um, and, and, um, but the other characters, the world, you know, that, that, that was, that this, these books were going to be published in was my own creation. Um, I'm the one who created the world. I'm the one who created the characters and so forth, except for one character and one instance. And, and it, so as a ghostwriter, do you just get paid that one, one sort of a flat fee? And then it depends. it depends on how you negotiate. Um, I did it. It was um, a fee per word. You know, I, it was eight cents a word. And, you know, so if you're writing a book that's a novella that's 40,000 words, you do the math. If you're doing right. a book, there are some people who are so good at it and have such a, um, and, and, you know, they're just known kind of in the whispers and the corners of the, you know, the dark corners of the book world, you know, that they'll come and they can, they can, they can charge as much as 15 or $20,000 a book, you know, and, uh, but in, in essence, those are far and few between. And there are, there are some organizations out there that, you know, will, you, you'll look up if you Google ghostwriters, that'll say, come write for us. And at one point I was, I just for shits and giggles, I went in to look and see, and it was like less than, less than a quarter of a penny a word. And it was like, you'd have to, you'd have to write, you'd have to write hundreds of thousands of words in order to even make like $200. And it was completely, it was just not worth it. It was like a complete scam. And you know that they probably had big name authors that are on the other end that were reaping the benefits of of your work. Now, look, I sound very, um, not bitter, but just eyes wide open instead of eyes wide shut. You know, I did it initially because I thought it would be, it it was an experience and it was decent money at the time. Um, If I was not an author, I, you know, where I had books out with my own name, I probably wouldn't have cared, but because I had books out with my own name and because I built the worlds and because I created the characters, it was soul sucking to see the <laughs> reviews that came out, knowing that the work was mine and not them, not theirs. Mm. So, you know, it's to each his own. To right. each yeah, his own. Sure, sure. Uh, it's just, it's not for me. Now, right. the difference is, is that, you know, it's not a pen name. It's you doing work right. for your work for hire. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Cold. So yeah, just just uh, I wanted to I, some you know sometimes I hear new authors talking and they don't maybe necessarily know the the difference and so if we can educate then you know yes and more it's like, power it's, to us it's a it's a business you know what I mean it's a business and you have to go into it if you're gonna if you decide that you want to go straight for somebody make all I can say is make sure that you have an ironclad contract. And you can even build build in um, clauses that say that if the book that you have ghostwritten sells more than X amount of copies, that you are entitled to a bonus, you know. Sure. And uh, or and if or if it hits a, if it hits one of the one of the lists, USA Today or New York Times or what have you, that you are also then entitled to compensation. Right you know, right. a bonus of some kind. It all depends on how you, how you work your con- your contract. Don't just sign something that's boilerplate if, uh, you know, after you've had some experience doing this. Right. The other thing is that it's kind of a fine line. You have experience doing something, but then you sign a non-disclosure, you know, agreement because the NDA, you can't tell somebody else, oh yeah, well, I wrote that book for so-and-so yeah. because then yeah. it breaks your that defeats the That defeats the purpose of hiring a ghostwriter. So, <laughs> it's so. supposed to be anonymous and you're not supposed to yeah. know that somebody else wrote, wrote your work. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, 
know, those who ghostwrite, they're making money writing. And, it's, you know, there's no choice. shame in making money writing. Um, they're probably making more money than I am writing. <laughs> so, so it's, you know, we got to pay the bills somehow, right? And, you know, no shame at all. No, nope, it's a personal choice. I just chose not to do it anymore simply because it was just, like I said. How long did you do it? Uh, about four years. I did not know that about you. Look at that. We learn something new every day. Look at that. Yeah, I don't know as I could do it either because there is that, you know, like, this is my baby. I raised it, you know, and I put it out into the world and I want to see how you do. And then to not be able to have the credit. It might be a different story if I had been given an ironclad outline with all of the characters already delineated, you know, their personal characteristics in terms of their right. physical characteristics, their, the heavy their, lifting their, had been done. their character traits, the world had already been built, you know, that type of thing. I probably would have felt like all I was doing was kind of filling in the blanks, you know, right. you know, right. whereas then I would be okay with that. But because I built the worlds and the character, you know, created the characters, named them, you know, it was... Yeah. Like I said, soul sucking. Yeah, I so. can I can see that. As for for a creative who wants to do that as as their own passion, I can see that. But for somebody who's you know wanting to just you know is great at telling stories and just wants the money, hey, it's a great yep. it's a great way to do it. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna anyway. pull I'm gonna pull a little share on you. Share. If I could turn back time, okay. What would you tell your younger self? Stop out of it. No. <laughs> It's still the reference. <laughs> what would you tell your younger self um, starting out before, you know, starting? Would you say, hey, think about and a pen name. I would. You, you, you would You would I say. I absolutely would go back in time and give myself the snap out of it. And, you know, and get rid of the arrogance and be like, put a pen name up there. You know, and. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have used my own name. I would have used a pen name because then it wouldn't have mattered then what other pen names I came up with because there wouldn't have to be any kind of a link, you know. So and you wouldn't have used your real name at all? I don't know. I may, I may have used Marianne, but I wouldn't have used Maria. Interesting. And, you know, I may, I don't know. I may have gone something very snooty and been like Elizabeth St. George or something like that. You know, I don't know what I would have done. So you, you would have wanted to hang on to maybe some more of the anonymity of yes people not knowing that you were you yep yeah yeah because it's uh at least this way then i would have had the freedom to move about the cabin in any way i wanted in terms of you know changing lanes you know right. instead of right. having to worry about you know having everything under one name you know i wish i had had more access to writers who had been involved in the in in the in our world the indie world but at the time that i came into the indie world the indie world was in its own throes of you know birthing throes right it hadn't really it was still in the larval stage nobody right. killed, nobody yeah. kind of no, knew nobody knew nothing back then so nobody knew. i mean when it, did you when did you start writing i started writing in 2010 yeah. and published my first my first book um, like in 2011, yeah. So I just we, had the 10th same you know, time frame as yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So, so it, it was, yeah, it was this journey of discovery. Nobody knew what the right methods were. Nobody knew this was the, the way to do things. Well, in the indie world, because nobody in the trad world, you know, they kept all that stuff very close to the breast. They didn't share. They didn't yeah. share. That's right. <laughs> so, no, and it's a, and, and that's, I think, part of why as an indie organization, you know, in, in, in indie, an in indie world, not organization, a lot of us, you know, we, we pass it, we, we, we pass it forward. You know, we share yeah. the love, you know. Yeah, that, that was a very big thing when I was starting out is indies really were lifting each other up and it wasn't. We still are. Me against was, you. Yeah. We were just on, I was just on Clubhouse and we were talking about um, uh, paranormal women's fiction and having uh uh, heroines and main characters, female main characters that were 40 plus, and in some instances, even 50 plus. And um, everybody, all the authors that were on, including, you know, and I felt bad for the guys that were in the, that were in the, the uh, in the chat, because, you know, they were like, kind of like, all right, I'm not touching this one with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> but everybody was like, oh my God, my readers really like that because my readers, my readership tends to skew 40 older, you know, or 40 plus and, and whatnot. And, now it's there there are trad publishers that are looking for um older mcs you know older main characters and meanwhile indies now have been doing it for a while so we are definitely on the 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 cutting edge you know because we have the freedom to be able to do things when we want to do them and get them out you know, like lightning fast, whereas a trad publishing, you know, you get a deal for a trad, trad, uh, you know, book deal, and it could take a year or two before that book yeah. sees the light Absolutely. of day. So, Absolutely. you know, we are definitely on the threshold of, of new, of, of new trend, and the trad publishers are taking, are taking notice. What I, you know, what kind of gets my goat is that they take notice and then they claim it, you know. Well, yeah. we're doing yeah. this now, and then the whole world is like, oh my God, meanwhile, we've been doing it for years. You know, right. so it's a, uh, it's, it's still a little bit of a war, still a little bit of a war, a little bit. Yeah. A little so. bit. Yeah. The, the, the whole, the whole pen name thing, I think if I had told myself, I, I probably would have said, yeah, me either consider a pen name or stay in one lane. Yes. And that, you know, if, if I had thought I probably would have just picked one lane to stay in mm -hmm. because I think that would be exponentially easier. And write faster. On, That's the other thing I would tell myself. Yeah. Write faster. <laughs> Yeah, so so that's the that's the, the 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 sort of caveat with a pen name is that you're giving yourself extra homework, and, and as an indie other, you're you're giving yourself a lot of homework anyway. Yeah. But if you're taking on a pen name, you're giving yourself essentially double homework. Yeah. yeah. If if you do it, you know, cleanly. I mean, there are ways to sort of. Well, I have not done it cleanly. <laughs> you, would, you would look up, you would do your research, do your due right. diligence, and you, right. you know, whatever genre you're deciding you want to, you want to yeah. write in, after, you know, as a secondary genre, you would deconstruct a couple of the books that are that are uh, bestsellers, and, and and you'd see where they're being published, the kind of covers they have, the blurbs they have, you know, um, are they all KDP? Are they are they not? Um, and uh, you know, just and you have to think about the branding of the different pen right. names. Are they? Are you going to have a different, you know, font name for your pen name? Is it going to be yep. the same on all your covers? And is it, 
is it is are you gonna like when you do your covers are they gonna sort of match you know thematically brand wise so it's you're you're considering all sorts of different factors now that that maybe you didn't have to consider before so it's it's definitely it's it's daunting but doable doable and probably for your benefit if yes. you can yeah you know because once you get the algorithm or the the also bought algorithms and you start growing readership there may be a crossover you know there may be a crossover and sure. if not then you have two groups of people clamoring for your work right. and that's what we that's well, what and we you could, could use a, a crossover book to, sort of to your advantage right you could right. lead those that this group over to these books with that one crossover book. Right. So there is, you know, a, a place even for a book that could sort of fit on either. Yeah, side. absolutely. But, but if you write in eight completely different genres that are not connected at all, oh, you have a problem. Danielle, oh, Danielle. <laughs> you have a problem, and maybe you should look into that. No. You don't have Learn a problem, my, my dear. You don't have a problem, my dear. You just have a very, very creative mind. I just, I just let my muse go where my muse wants to go instead of reading her. It's really what I have is a lack of discipline <laughs> when it a, comes to my muse. You have a muse with ADHD. <laughs> I let her play, and I probably shouldn't. I should probably so, put that little children's gate around her and say, no, 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 play in the living room. This is yes. where I'm playing, not the backyard. Anyway, well, I think that does it for us today. To pen name or not to pen name, that is the question. And the answer is, I don't know. Yeah. It's up to you. You probably should. So <laughs> um, be sure to, to listen next week as we talk about all things books, writing, and all the things we love in Bound by Books. So for now, from me to you and from Danielle to all of you, ta-ta. thank you for listening to the bound by books podcast for more information about the show and all of our hosts visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com and if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe and leave a review